0: Ha <laughs> are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home.
1: What's up guys, welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma, Mike Hearn here, host back with another episode down off Automobile Alley in Oklahoma City today with Brian Winkler to talk about design, advertising, just all of that cool stuff, all the colors that you see on cool cans around the city, a lot of them probably been done by Brian and his team here at Robot House, and I think when we first met... I just love the 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 backstory of Robot House and Future Armor. I grew, I mean, I watched that like it was on at five o'clock every time I came home from school, so I watched Future Armor a lot. So Bender was just the greatest. and so many funny things. It's still going, which is a good thing. But yeah. um, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. I'm looking. Uh, you know, it's been good to catch up. Looking forward to hearing some more stories about the cool things you do. Uh, there's probably a lot of people listening um, that have seen your work, but like like most ad agencies, they don't know who does it, right? Other than exactly. the people paying you to do it. Um, so before we dive into that stuff, um, t- we just had the Addies, which is a which is a huge huge thing in your industry. Tell us about that, and tell us, I guess, for for people who don't know what the Addies are, tell us what it is first, and then how successful you guys have been, because you've been very successful. Yeah, Don't hold back. (laughs) Yeah, the Addies, uh, every
0: February, Mm -hmm. they celebrate, uh, the ad club, Oklahoma City Ad Club celebrates uh, creative from the previous year, anything that was produced and showed up in the world Mm -hmm. January through December of the year before. So they uh, they always have judges from outside of the state and even the region mm-hmm. uh, uh, judge and uh, pretty much most every agency and creative in town enters into the show. In fact, this year I think they had a record number of entries, like maybe eleven, twelve hundred entries, something like that. So the, wow. the judges had their you know their hands full and. We do uh, we do well. We've uh, and that's having been entering for years, and you kind of know okay what's what's our strongest stuff. Uh, you know we 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 don't enter a ton. Um, mm-hmm. We we pick and choose. You know favorites, some sentimental, some stuff that we feel might might click. You know the judges tend to be have really good pedigree in terms of. Uh, their experience mm-hmm. and and just knowing the context of the kind of work that's done in a market like Oklahoma City it's a lot of mostly mostly local clients even you know even though some of them are they're bigger yeah. you know but mostly local so we're not working on multi-zillion dollar Super Bowl ads yeah. for the most part Yeah. Like know yeah uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, so we we did well we uh, we, we won 20 awards um Uh, I I believe uh, 10 gold, three silver, seven bronze. Um, uh, Coop Ale Works is our biggest client and so we did well with some of the new beers that we designed for them this past year as well as uh, Sonocard Seltzer, which uh, they launched last year, which it's kind of cool for us, even though we're, we're essentially playing in Sonic's, uh, you know, toy box in terms of their right. their brand standards and everything. But, uh, you know, I don't know if there's another design shop in the world that can say that they uh, essentially helped create a an alcoholic brand for a you know, international fast food, you yeah. know, uh, company. So, um, so that was really cool to, to be a part of that. Uh, and, uh, uh really fun thing with the Addies was they have the Jeff Fontana, uh, special award for humor. Um, they think they've had that since maybe 2000 and that was named after an actor, writer, director, Uh, Jeff Fontana, who, uh, was a big personality in town, uh, did a lot of advertising, a lot of voiceover work, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and passed away, uh, in his early forties. And so they named it after him. Uh, this was, we, we won it this year for a radio commercial that I produced, uh, and, uh, for Renaissance Salon and Spa. Um, and I've been working with them for uh, almost 20 years, um, it was the Robot House's seventh Fontana. My career ninth Fontana. I went to at my previous agency, um, and since they've only given out maybe twenty-three Fontanas, yeah. it's a pretty good, you know, pretty good, good track record. Pretty good ratio. Uh, and everybody's, you know, I not everybody. I, I occasionally somebody will, you know, because I I'm known for. This kind of work, yeah, you know? and um, and so somebody, you know, occasionally will say like, "Oh, they need to name that after you," and I'm like, "I'm not dead yet. I don't, <laughs> you know, I, I can't win my own award. I'm, I'm greedy enough that right. you know, uh, you keep it coming until at least I retire, you know. But no, I, yeah, I, okay. not, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm just good, uh, you know, honoring honoring Jeff and the folks that came mm-hmm. before me, and and again, we were talking a minute ago about how exciting it is. To go to the Addies and see a ton of people I don't know. You yeah. know, I'm 51 and I've been in in the local industry for almost 30 years, uh, and to see all the young folks, you know, that 30 years ago, all of my friends, when we were all 21, you know, we graduated college and you know they all left town, yeah. you know, because because there, there was
1: nothing here. There was right. nothing here. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. A,
0: a, a hot Friday night in Oklahoma City was, you know. Uh, Chili's and Blockbuster, yeah. you know? So, um, so to see this great, young, vibrant, uh, creative community mm-hmm. that's really grown over the last, especially 15, 20 years, um, you know, I love it. It's, it's yeah. just, it, it, it excites me and it, and it energizes me and my work mm-hmm. um, to see that, you know, there's there's just so much cool stuff going on in town.
1: Yeah, and it's, I mean, why Why do you think that is? Like, Do you think it's a product of just kind of like Oklahoma City being a, a cooler place to live now or and, and also kind of a product of, I mean, you mentioned there were so many entries this year, a lot more than there had been in the past. Do you think that's because uh, during, I guess, COVID people were working from home and now you've got more people working on side projects that have more access to technology to just think, hey, I'll just design something? Uh, to a certain extent, I think...
0: I think it's sort of, it's reflective of the community itself Mm -hmm. in that, uh, again, 30 years ago, there were a couple of big agencies, uh, not a whole lot in terms of community, not not a Mm -hmm. whole lot in terms of opportunity, really. Um, And these days, I think couple of, of big agencies are still around, but there's really been a kind of a medium level and, and then a, a smaller level, there, there are four of us at, at Robot House, yeah. you know. Um, and, and they're even, you know, fewer than, you know, some that are fewer than that, one, two person shop, things like that. I think it's it's that there's been more opportunity yeah. and more creatives uh, being in town um, and I also do think over the past year or so, uh, you know, everybody kind of, for the most part, you know, there was there was some struggle and some unknown at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then a lot of folks that I know did kind of end 2020 in a not too bad a shape. And mm-hmm. then last year uh, for us specifically doing a whole lot of the Sonic stuff, Sonic Heart Seltzer stuff, that was that was a big, uh, that helped us have a really great year. Um, but we stayed really busy. We picked up some new clients. Um, uh, I, most everybody I know in the local, Community has stayed really busy over the last year. So mm-hmm. I, I think part of it is that. Part of it yeah, was yeah. 2021 kind of being that sort of course correction year. Um, and uh, so, kind of that, along with just a lot of new faces doing a lot of new things, um, yeah. and uh, you know, and, and that that showed in the results of the show. A lot of newer uh, agencies winning the big awards, which I think was kind of it's there's kind of a sea change in you know in the city, and and I, I like that because I think that feels a lot more authentic to Oklahoma right. City. Um, we're not ever going to be Dallas, and that was that thing thirty years ago. You know that you know we you know there was a it was always uh you know we kind of apologize for being from mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, right? Uh yeah. we're not Dallas, we're not Kansas City, we're not Austin, we're not right. somewhere cooler. Yeah. You know? And I think the one of the exciting things as we've grown, as we've become, you know, 2022 Oklahoma City and mm-hmm. further out, that there is an authenticity. Uh we're not when when Oklahoma City stopped trying to be something else and really right. just embrace just our weird selves, right? You know, right. I always whenever I'm explaining, I I was on a Zoom a couple of weeks ago with some folks out of out of New York, and they knew and they and they don't follow NBA, so they don't really know about the Thunder. They did, you know. Um, everybody always kind of goes to like the musical, you know, yeah. Oklahoma, you know, and uh, and that's about it, you know. And in fact, they were like, you know, are you in Omaha? And I'm like, no, it's the other O O city in the Midwest. Um, but uh, uh, you know, explaining kind of the culture to them, I said, you know, we're we're Toby Keith, but we're also the Flaming Lips. Yeah, you know, and both are authentic uh, products of the local community. You right. know, and and I think. For so long, it was very much sort of like Cattleman Steakhouse, and God bless Cattlemans are awesome. Um, but you know, there was this very one-dimensional, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Charles Barkley riding a horse, you know, kind of thing. And you know, from a creative and, and being in the creative community, you know, all this time, um, we're weird. We're there's there's a there's there's a, a really sort of unique, um, uh, just. Uh, sort of original thought, I think. Um, you know, that's that's specific to, and I think anywhere local has that quirk, has has that local quirk. But um, yeah. but you know, I just I, I think that there's something about the culture here that really does bring out a lot of interesting creativity. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, no, I totally agree with you because it's you're. I mean, perfect right? It's Toby Keith to Flaming Lips. You can't get two different people, or different types and groups of people, which is really cool because because it breeds creativity and I mean, it's it's more fun to market to that. Yeah, all right, and than it is just to I'm gonna mail it in every day and this is what we want because this is what we've always done. Um, going back though, you mentioned Super Bowl because uh, I mean i literally watched the super bowl for the commercials and that's the only yeah. reason i watched it sure. and i'm sure it's the same reason you watched it too because you're in the industry uh what do you what, what i mean what, what were your uh your kind of reviews on on the super bowl commercials and obviously that that halftime show that everyone's raving about like everyone who was born in the 90s or earlier was raving about everyone since has no idea <laughs> but i enjoyed it yeah
0: yeah um anybody who was like, oh, best Super Bowl, you know, right. time ever. And I'm like, ah, oh, Prince, yeah, you know, Prince in the rain. You can't, you know, I don't, I don't think that will ever be topped for right. me, you know? Um, honestly, you know, it's, it's sort of, I've, I've never felt so pandered to mm-hmm. um, as a 51 year old, you know, kind of, I was in like, maybe like the first, you know, uh, third of Gen X. Right. So yeah. uh, it kind of, the, the big budget stuff always sort of feels, you know, there's the, uh, the you know, Portlandia sketch, you know, put a bird on it. Mm-hmm. And uh, with these big brands, it's like, put a celebrity on it. You know, it's, it's there's, there's right. you know, it's just throw, there, there's not much in terms of yeah. like a concept. It's just like, throw a celebrity. Sometimes it's, I think the, the one kind of keeping up with the Joneses with mm-hmm. Tommy Lee Jones and Rashida Jones and Leslie Jones and Tom Jones singing It's Not Unusual, right. you know. Uh, I thought that was clever, you know. And so, stuff like that you know um, when it's when it's unexpected and I think that's yeah. there's a whole lot that was was not unexpected it's a whole lot of stuff that just felt very much like we got a big budget mm-hmm. we we can who can we get for the amount of money that we have to right. pay that they should be they should go follow this because this is awesome yeah, yeah you know and then it's like what 80s what 80s songs you know Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Raitt sure yeah. Simple Minds Don't You Forget About Me yeah the 50 year olds love that because they've oh. got spending money now you know right. and so um so that kind of stuff, I just I kind of rolled my eyes at because it's uh, it's it's just what we do here. And again, we don't do Super Bowl commercials yeah. here. But you know, it's it's a success if we create something uh, unique. That's always yeah. the goal. Yeah. You know that you know, uh, and not everything, obviously. You know, everything's kind of been done. But um, you know, if we can put something out there that is un- unexpected. Um, And, you know, and again, authentic, you know, that's really kind of where, where, you know, success lies for us, because that cuts through Mm -hmm. um, the sameness. And um, generally my... Super Bowl reaction tends to be there's a whole lot of sameness mm-hmm. or there's a whole lot of half-baked ideas that they just throw a lot of money into yeah. and um so uh so overall you know I'm, I'm generally not super yeah. super impressed um
1: they've got to be like it's kind of they got to be too PC now and they nobody takes risks anymore with that stuff right i mean just sadly the culture that we live in, and people can't take a joke. Or you, you know, you got to be super careful. And if you've got a massive business with stockholders and all the rest of it, you aren't going to push the boat out a little bit, are you? Yeah. Like some of the old Budweiser commercials were. I mean, everyone used to wait, like, oh, what's Budweiser going to do this year, right? With its the rubber floor one, where the dog flies out the front door. Is one that always comes to mind, or the the what's up one that was just had? I think me as a ten year old saying that to all of my <laughs> friends. Um, but I did see. I guess Coinbase did a kind of cool one, and I read something. Their CEO tw- tweeted out something the other day saying that like we would go, we had to go ahead to spend a bunch of money, but we didn't. So They just had their like old DVD style. They the, the QR code, QR, code yeah. right? And that was that was pretty good. That everyone was like trying to get that code running up to the TV. Um, but yeah, it's. We need to go back to the day and just if people could just you know shut off their minds for for a few hours and just let companies do whatever they want because it's hilarious. Let comedy follow rather than you know the rest of the world worrying about whatever issues are going on. Yeah, I mean,
0: I'm still an advocate for. I did this might have been before your time. There was Mm -hmm. a uh, uh, Quiznos did a campaign that was hated mm-hmm. rightfully so because it was these like weird sort of pota- furry potato creatures singing this god-awful song with like a banjo uh with this like screechy voices and like weird lips a- singing about Quiznos okay. and I loved it because it was like I, all I could think of being in the industry was oh my god how did they sell this how did the, the how you know they came up with this thing they sold it to yeah. you know to to this this big this big brand mm-hmm. um and knowing it was going to be divisive, anything's divisive right. these days, you know, especially yeah. these days, you know, this was 20 years ago, maybe 15, 20 years ago. Um, but it was just nuts. Yeah. And so I just, I loved the ballsiness of it, that they were like, this is what we're going to do. And, you know, and 80% of people hated it, you know? Um, but it got me, you know, I, I ate a couple more Quiznos sandwiches after that. Cause I was like, I'm going to, you know, this is a lot more interesting than, yeah. than, than Jared back when Jared was, you know, was, was, a free man before before prison. Um, I don't know if you know the Subway Jared who know. lost a lot That's of weight. And me, now, he's, <laughs> he, now he's in prison for things that we'll Is talk he really? about. On I a, did
1: not know that. Well, well, Our in,
0: listeners may know that. He's, he's in prison for things that... Pre-recording, yeah. that other acquaintance Understood. of mine is in prison for. Yeah, um, so not that I hang out with those people. No. It was a former coworker. So but
1: this was this was the, the the subway Jared was the guy who ate subway his entire life. Right, yeah. and Almost lost a, a lot of money. weight. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. yeah, and and yeah, you can um, Google that one
0: if you want to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not too deeply. <laughs> not too but, deeply. But uh, um, uh, but yeah, you know, just anything that just sort of like su- surprises me. Right, you know, like it's it's so it's so nice. To just be surprised to yeah. have and, and that's one of the things with the the radio commercial that won our Fontana this year um was uh was called Sick of You and it was a Valentine's radio spot yeah. about for for you know, Valentine's 2021, so almost a year into the pandemic and, you know, how the experience has has brought you together and your love is stronger than ever and the best thing that you can do for your Valentine is give, give her a day away from your stupid face, <laughs> um, you know? And yeah. uh, and it was all just about how she loves you, but she's sick of you. Yeah, she's sick of um, the sigh of you. Yeah, so, uh, you know, uh, and, and I... I loved writing that. I love producing it because, yeah. you know, when, when you kind of take somebody down a path and then you, you know, veer, right. they're you know, expecting to the left, something totally different. Yeah, yeah, It's just, that's, that's for me, that's like, yeah, yeah. yeah right exactly. up
1: your street. Yeah. To that point then, I know, you, you know, you're, you're known for your humor and you have clearly plenty of awards you know, to back that up. Um, like where does that humor kind of come from? Were you just like, did you grow up wanting to be a comedian and funny growing up, or was like because that's that's not a skill. That's I mean, it's a skill that's kind of developed. But people who are funny are generally funny from day one, right? Like yeah. comedians out there, like they they're pretty hilarious and they've always been funny. So it's it's kind of like a a, a god given talent rather than like a, a a developed talent, right?
0: Right. So right.
1: where does that come from for you? Ah, uh,
0: for me, I think. Um, I've got an older brother. Yeah. I'm, I'm 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 classic middle kid. Okay. I'm, I'm I'm the second of four. And my brother's a year and a half older. And he was, and we I'm super close. I've so got two younger sisters who are all very close. Yeah. Uh, um he's He was sporty. he uh, in in high school, he had Kevin bacon Footloose hair you know all the girls loved him and I was the chubby dork that read comic books and watched doctor who you know um yeah. and uh so i think partly it was uh you know kind of that that role as sort of you know the second the second son the you know the middle child um uh and i think it's just uh, to to a certain ex- extent it's it's inherent in in you know in sort of your personality you know that uh that you're you're born with mm. I think you know yeah. for me at least you know I um I was never really the class clown I was I was really kind of too too nervous to get in trouble to mm-hmm. you know to ever do anything like that I did dress and drag in 8th grade for a for an acting class project that just brought the brought the house down <laughs> um so that was fun but um yeah I think it was it's just uh you know I think seeing you know Seeing Star Wars was big for me when I was 6 7 years old but seeing Airplane yeah when I was 10 or 11 yeah. you know and and that really informed uh a lot of my humor especially when it comes to serious people saying ridiculous things mm-hmm. but saying it seriously that just that's my sweet spot right there Robert Stack you know yeah. uh just just being deadpan and and you know um that's, you know, so that Simpsons Futurama, mm-hmm. like you said, you know, uh naming my, you know, my my business after after a, a an obscure se- second season reference from yeah. Futurama. Um you know, uh 30 Rock and uh, you know, I I watch a ton of stuff, but the stuff that I always go to, you know, really is, you know, uh is comedy. Um yeah. and uh I'm not I'm not a natural performer, so, you know, I tried stand-up once, and I was like, oh, that's not for me. Um, I, I was part of a group that did a live Mystery Science Theater 3000-esque um, experience. Are okay. you familiar with?
1: I am not, no. So that's
0: MST3K. Um, it kind of bounced around from Comedy Central to Sci-Fi to okay. Netflix, and now they're, they're um, uh, producing their own through Kickstarter. Um, and it's, it's the thing where they watch an old crummy movie and it's a guy and two robot puppets yeah. and they make fun of the, the movie during the movie. And- um, and that they've been doing it for like, you know, 30 plus years.
1: Okay. Uh, and
0: so we did- I need to check this out. Yeah, I, I, we did a couple, uh, me and some some local guys. Uh, Rod Lott was kind of the ringmaster. He's at Paycom now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spencer Hicks, who's a local comedian. Greg Elwell, who's a food writer who writes for the Oklahoma, Oklahoma uh-huh. Today. Um, and Richard Yorko, I think joined Rod at uh, at Paycom. Uh, and we, we watched, it was through the uh, art museum, their 10th anniversary- 2009 maybe um and it was uh uh they had zardoz the terrible sean connery 1973 yeah weirdly post apocalyptic maybe kind of thing where he's got this like red bandolier and then kind of this sort of diapery sort of thing and he's just like hairy with a big ponytail and it's terrible and we had to watch it like eight times because oh, you got to no. watch it yeah. and like Write notes for jokes, and then you got to watch it again, and write more notes, and start workshopping it, and then you start to rehearse it, and then we like did it live. So we're in the front row. Yeah, they're screening it at the art museum. The art museum, of all places, of all, you know. Yeah. Um, and and we're telling, you know, these terrible off-color, like my parents were there. And I just, you know, at the beginning of we all introduced ourselves and I just had to apologize to my parents. Like, I'm you you raised me better than this, you know. So yeah. um don't but, judge me on the next hour. Right, yeah. right. Um, so uh so that so that's that's about all I can do in terms of performance. Cause gotcha. I had a script, you yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. I wrote it. Yeah. You know, and so, you know, my um uh you know my my best place is to be uh you know behind the scenes writing and then especially with like radio and stuff like that working with mm-hmm. really with really great talent who can just like nail the
1: you know the tone right. that i'm going for yeah there's there's a, a serious talent in delivery isn't it like a, of a line and the certain way to make it funny and not funny and i don't have that skill either i've never tried to develop it but People say, because yeah, I have an accent, I should. I'm like, "Yeah, maybe, one day, <laughs> in another life. Um, so, so classic middle, you said classic middle child growing up. Um, Oklahoma City, born and born and raised through and through? Uh,
0: St. Louis, actually. Okay. Uh, born in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, and that's. I think another thing that feeds into it also is we moved here, uh, I was five and a half almost, okay. um, 76, to Bethany, Oklahoma, and St. Louis is a very Catholic mm. city, and I came from uh, two very Catholic families. I've got like twenty-three cousins. Yeah. You know, um, we lived across the street from the church that my parents grew up going to and got married in. You yeah. know, we moved to Bethany, Oklahoma. Um, not a Catholic in sight. You know, it's at it, uh, Nazarene Central, uh, Naz- Nazarene yeah. and, and you know, and Council Road Baptist. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and so. You know, uh, and church people like came to our door, you know, offering candy, yeah. you know, if we came to their church, just weird stuff like that. Um, and uh, my mom's like, you know, I was like, can we go to the, They're like, no, you're not gonna go, to-, you know, uh, <laughs> you gotta go to our church where there's no candy and there's just <laughs> suffering because we're Catholic. Um, so, uh, so I think, you know, I think, and that's why, honestly, uh, like one of my best friends, uh, Elliot, who lives in LA, and he work. We work on some animation projects together. Uh, is Jewish, and we're all roughly the same age, and uh, and we have so much in common. I'd never re- quite realized like how much mm. you know that uh, you know, just sort of like the the tradition and and like the guilt and uh, all the things that I grew up in. So, so I think part of it also was growing up Catholic in Bethany, Oklahoma being surrounded by evangelical Protestants. And to this day, not that different, honestly, you know? Um, So, so kind of always sort of feeling like an outsider. And I think that, I think a lot of, especially specifically like comedians Mm. were generally weren't, you know, weren't like the, you know, Kevin Bacon footloose-haired quarterback their sophomore year. They yeah. were usually the chubby dorks, you know, reading comic yeah. books and watching Doctor Who, you know. So um, so I think there's something about that, you know, sort of feeling like an outsider. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and honestly, I mean, being a straight white guy, uh, that's about as close to being othered as I can really kind of, you know. So, uh, you know, so so I, I, I feel like that's helped me in my entire life right. to, and just being a, you know, a more empathetic person. I think, I think that ties into it as well, but, you know, feeling, you know, being able to, you know, uh, uh, you know, have that empathy for, for people who aren't right. straight white guys, you yeah. know, um, yeah. you know, and that, that's a whole other conversation, you know, but, um, uh, but yeah, I think that a lot of that had to do, you know, and, and I think part of that also, Led to my family be really being close. Like I'm, you know, my my brother, and my my sisters are are my best friends. You mm-hmm. know, because we were kind of our own little you know island. You know, my yeah. parents, my parents still live in the same house forty six years later. Yeah. You know, um, and we go there. Uh, you know, we live fifteen minutes away, and and we uh, so we go there every Sunday night for dinner. And you know, my you know, I live five hundred miles away from most of my right. extended relatives. Yeah. my keep my boys they're are 18 and 13 and they get to see both sets of grandparents, you know, every week. So, mm-hmm. uh, another special thing. That That's th- special. And that keeps me here. You mm-hmm. know, I, you know, sometimes things drive me crazy, you know, um, yeah. uh, folks, you know, a few blocks from here at the Capitol making terrible decisions, um, you know, and pandering to yeah. folks, you know, that are many miles away. Um, you know, but family and friends and uh and community you know that's that's what that's what keeps me here and that's what keeps me i think evangelizing for yeah. for, for the city for the state for who we have become and are still becoming that's that's something that's that's been
1: really important to me right. over the years yeah yeah i want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor and we'll be right back This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.Oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Coming back then, because... um Going up in Bethany, I mean, that's. I went to SNU, so I know exactly what ah. you're talking about. Um, and I don't live too far from there now. I got out a little bit because of that bubble. Yeah. Um, and I was coming into it from the UK, right? So totally different, Um uh, with no religious background at all. Um, so my college years were interesting. Yes, I only sure. missed one golf tournament because I was caught doing something I shouldn't be doing, and that's <laughs> that's going out and having a good time for you listening. That's nothing else. I was having a few alcoholic beverages, and I was over the age of twenty-one. <laughs> um, I missed one golf tournament, my junior year, I think, sophomore year, one of the years. Anyway, it was irrelevant. <laughs> um, so, so after, so do you go to high school in Bethany, and then? On
0: um, from there? or did you go, went, to, I went to, uh, we went to, all, all four of us kids went to public school, uh, yeah. um, In the, the Putnam city, uh, school district. And, uh, and then we all went to Mount St. Mary right. for high school. Makes sense. I, yeah, yeah. My, my parents, uh, all, you know, both went to, you know, Catholic school mm-hmm. in St. Louis. Um, and that was something really important to them. And yeah. so, uh, uh, so yeah, so my, uh, uh, again, my brother was a year older, um, and, uh, and so we were kind of the new kids, you know, mm-hmm. in in high school. Um, but it was great. My uh, my oldest, my my son Van, um, uh, he's at OU mm-hmm. in his freshman year at OU now. But he graduated from the Mountain last year, so he yeah. he he you know he went there as well. And and so uh, um, uh, and that's that's been great. I've I've, I've still again I've got great, yeah. great 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 close friends from there. You know, some of them, you know. Tony Tyler with Tyler Media. We mm-hmm. we do a bunch of stuff with Tyler. Uh, Michael Brooks Jimenez, uh, state senator. Uh, my best friend Greg Haney is the marketing director over at uh, at the Zoo. You mm-hmm. know, so we uh, we wind up kind of having a really, uh, good a really class. interesting yeah. class of uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. And I'm I'm still
1: in media, which is really kind of bizarre, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. It just kind of you know. It's 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 sort of funny how. You know, um, some things kind of, kind of shake out like yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So you went on to OU then after that? Yeah. And yeah. was the goal then to follow like design or was it to do something totally different? Well,
0: honestly, like my dream was to, to, to draw comic books. Yeah. Uh, again, big comic nerd, still read them to this day, have written some, um, which is, is, you know, kind of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, lifelong dream, you know, uh, fulfilled there. Um, Realized that I didn't have the talent or patience to actually be a professional illustrator. Yeah. Um, and OU had a good uh, visual communications program, which graphic design, essentially. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't really know much about it. Uh, and luckily at the time, the... You know, entry was much less stringent than it is now for programs like that. it's It's a lot more competitive these days. Um, so, uh, so yeah, wound up you know, kind of uh, following my brother to OU, mm-hmm. uh, spent four years there, um, had a really great time and and uh, that came out. And we got we got computers in the Viscom department. The spring of my junior year. Yeah. So five of my first, five, my first five of eight semesters, everything was hand done. Everything was technology that would soon be rendered obsolete.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, uh, the department gets computers, but they got two of them for dozens of students to share. Um, so, uh, so, so let's say you know a you know year and a half almost later, mm. uh, I had a a. Mediocre with promise portfolio um, that was not quite state of the art, but yeah. luckily was you know was good enough to kind of start me on my on my path yeah. from there.
1: So then like I, I'm, 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 like, I know this because you have spoken previously, but you you know you kind of navigate to a job and work in an ad ad agency and then diving to that business. Um, and then kind of, you know, through the years, I mean, this is going to be the 20 years, right? If you're being in the business, is that right? Th- 30. 30 years, sorry. 30 years you being in the ad business. And there's so many great stories, you know, that we can't talk about on the podcast from those 30 years. So people can reach out to you on Twitter because you're great follower on Twitter and talk about those. But I want to fast forward those 30 years to talk about kind of, you know, talk about Robot House because that's why we're here. Uh, and I want to give people value and, and Potentially, they'll learn about all the stuff that you have in this office that, that you know they would have seen or maybe drank from some of the cans that you designed. Um, where did Rob, Where did Robot House start? And then fast forward, I guess, to when you kind of were like, okay, like it's just Robot House. Uh,
0: started um, in uh, April of, of two thousand three, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, just a few weeks before my my son who's, who's a freshman at OU uh, was born um, and after I'd gotten I uh, uh, was part of a big layoff from a big formerly big agency in town mm-hmm. um, after an unfortunate series of events that led to that uh luckily I had an amazing still have an amazing wonderful wife uh who is a badass attorney and um so she uh had a great job and benefits and uh and uh, allowed me to start Uh, my business in our living room um, as she was, you know, uh, you know, eight months pregnant, uh, which was a great benefit because then when the morning, when she was like, "Eh," you know, it's time. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, all right. I was right there, you know? Um, And uh, uh, just, you know, hit the ground that, you know, uh, uh, my previous job, I didn't, I wasn't doing high profile stuff. I hadn't been, a member of any clubs or anything nobody knew who i was it was that year was the hardest twelve thousand dollars i've made in my life because i just squeezed every penny out to 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 make it you know just a little bit here a little bit there um and got on at another agency after that first year that lasts about five and a half years and then end of 2009 is when i left that agency and really refocused on robot house as Mm -hmm. a full-time Thing Um, and at that point, I'd won some awards, some you know, my first couple of humor awards, some other addies. uh, Had uh, gotten involved with Ad Club, um, did some adjunct teaching at Oklahoma Christian, Um, and so that that really was where I kind of realized the power of Oklahoma City, the power of us being a big small town Mm -hmm. and everybody being one degree. Yeah. Uh, you know, separated from everybody else, essentially, because um, then I had a network. Then I had right. you know people kind of kind of cheering for me, you know, um, and so yeah. At, so at this point, that's been over twelve years. Uh, I I hired a couple of really good buddies of mine, Brett and Adam. Um, it'll be seven years in. June mm-hmm. that uh, that they joined Robot House. Up until then, it was me and um, uh, some other occasionally other friends, you know, uh, doing some design stuff and, mm-hmm. and some other things. But uh, but that's where we really became a team. And and being in our our studio here uh, yeah. in Off Auto Alley, which was uh, uh, custom built for us by a friend friend slash attorney slash, um, landlord, uh, slash client. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, won't go into the Oklahoma city ways that he and get Kyle and I know each other, but, um, uh, you know, that was game changing for us. And, yeah. uh, uh, we've been, in April, it'll be six years that we've been working with Coop. We're their agency of record, and so that's been really gracious to see mm-hmm. their growth. Uh, they're on a rocket ship right now with with Sonic, yeah. you know. But everything they've got going on with you know the Armory Building, which they're finally going to break ground on. So yeah, pretty much anything over yeah. the last six years, like Saturday Siren um, and uh, Fly Me Away IPA, their ID series. Um, uh, this past year, uh, uh, Ice Chest. Um, mm-hmm. 99 calorie IPA has been that's become their their number two seller, uh, second to the F5, you know, yeah. which is their their you know signature. Um as well as, you know, at any you know, uh Hook Echo, Lounge Hound Lager, Peach Pageant. Um so uh so all that stuff, we've really we work with a whole bunch of different types of clients. Um Hideaway Pizza we've we've been working with for about five years now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we don't really Essentially most of our clients are local. They're all cool. We yeah. don't work with jerks. That's really our, our, our main thing is, you know, are you the right fit for yeah. a Robot House in terms of what your needs are mm-hmm. and are you not a jerk? Uh, I worked with too many jerks in my past lives where I wasn't the boss. I didn't Mm -hmm. own the place and I was forced to suffer, you know, which is again, Catholic. It's, you know, it's good for the soul, right? (laughs) You know, so, you know, but, um, but doing my own thing, uh, the the first time I could say no Mm -hmm. to something that I knew wasn't going to be the right fit when I knew I didn't, the money wasn't going to be good enough for me to, Mm -hmm. Make the you know to deal with what that was going to To tolerate doing yeah it. yeah yeah that was like just you know so liberating yeah no is so liberating when you f- you feel for so long that you have to say yes just to mm-hmm. just to keep things going so um, so we work with all kinds of clients we have been doing more in uh, in craft beer in packaging uh, we're really are mm-hmm. we've got a big craft beer focus right now um, uh, we just talked earlier today to Tabby, uh, with the craft beer association, Mm -hmm. uh, craft brewers association, sorry. Um, and we're going to be working on, uh, some branding for their, uh, brewers festival coming up this June. Um, and honestly just kind of looking for, you know, for fun fun stuff. You know, we've, we've had a lot of fun. We, Sunnyside Diner was a really fun early mm-hmm. uh, project for the three of us. Uh, and it's been fun to see them grow into four locations. Yeah. We just want a gold for rail yard pie company, which uh, they opened up last year, mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, uh, Takri El Camino, which is in the Edmond rail yard, um, uh, you know, Anything you can eat and drink tends to be more fun than You're
1: just in the business of wanting free beer and free food right? that helps that <laughs> helps. Yeah yeah.
0: Um, yeah you know and that and honestly it, it's you know uh, it is pretty great when you know we go and we, we actually still need a good coffee client that's, that's yeah. you know we haven't, we haven't yet hit that threshold. We do we did. We will be unveiling the rebrand for a um, slightly controversial coffee shop okay. uh, in the next couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, that will be will be hitting uh, uh, hitting hitting the the news circuit Can't wait with. To see that. Um, yeah. So, but um, uh, but yeah, and and that's I mean, kind of some of it is you know it's like that stuff's just fun stuff that you oh, can, yeah. you know, you can eat and you can drink and you can experience, you know, that's, you know, uh, is we, we do really cool, fun brands for, you know, elder, elder law, law firms and things like that. we got a really great one that we're about to, about to launch. Um, and they were great to work with and they were super fun. Their brand's not fun, but it's, but it's, but it's, they were fun to work but with, they were yeah. fun to work with yeah. and And we gave them something really top notch and really awesome. And I would work with them again in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. They were amazing. Um, but the fun stuff, the, the packaging, the restaurants, the bars, yeah. you know, um, uh, you know, anything experiential like that, mm-hmm. you know, that's the stuff where when, when I can, and especially I think in the context of Oklahoma City, adding to the iconography of the city, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we, we designed um, the, uh, the pump bar. Uh, branding. Yeah. And and they really like, you know, um, uh, Ian and Haley, they took it and, and just, and that was really their vision. We mm-hmm. we created something with them that really uh, spoke to their vision for that space. Um, and they were so crazy creative just in how they approached everything yeah. that uh, it all just like, you know, fit together. And gosh, that's been, I, I want to say eight years now oh, that's yeah. been open, I think. Yeah. But just to like, Drive down Twenty Third and peek up Walker and see so that, I that sign. Yeah. yeah, you know it's it's cool to, especially when, you know, man, nineteen ninety five, late nineteen ninety five. I had a, uh, uh, a little uh, studio apartment uh, in Heritage East, mm-hmm. so the easternmost block of Heritage Hills of Seventeenth Street um 275 a month it was an amazing you yeah. know amazing deal at the time because there was nothing to do there right. was nothing around you know and driving down 23rd street it was all a bunch of boarded up mm-hmm. you know plasma places and and you know um you know payday lending and right. and you know the um uh stuff that's restaurants amazing restaurants now was like close out hotel furniture, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, um, uh, places. Just
1: crap. It was awful, (laughs) it was awful,
0: you know. Uh, And so to, you know, to see the tower lit up, Mm -hmm. go to shows at tower, you know, as we saw, my son and I saw Kamasi Washington a week and a half before the world shut down, you know, and it was was transcendent, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And to see, you know, sort of like this this you know things brought back to life and then new life and to right. be a part of that uh, when you can create something or, or collaborate with somebody to create something mm. that becomes that part of local culture yeah, yeah, yeah. you know that's that's an honor that's yeah, so that's yeah cool. really,
1: that's really cool and, and looking back I mean the 30 years you've been in the business like you've grown you, you've seen Oklahoma City you know transform significantly in those 30 years right? Like Absolutely. people come to Oklahoma City now and like, whoa, we have like, you know, this, the park and all this other cool stuff and there's shows and there's, you know, all these venues and restaurants and, and all that, you know, coffee shops and, and breweries. I mean, more than you can even, oh my gosh. you know, yeah. you go to one every single day of the month, pretty much. Um, but like you said, like back, back, you know, in the, in the 90s and early 2000s, it was, I mean, all the way through 2000s, it was really nothing. But now you've seen like, I don't know, that, that's kind of, it's probably really cool to just kind of have like take ownership and I've been a part of this like I've grown up with it that's really special
0: yeah um my uh one of the reasons why I appreciate Oklahoma City so much is because my second job I spent a year in Lubbock Texas um and uh from June 93 through April 94 and Mm. nothing helps you appreciate the cultural riches of pre-maps Oklahoma City like a year in Lubbock Texas uh and also the
1: drive to Lubbock Texas
0: oh yeah (laughs) um and uh Uh, so coming back from a year in Lubbock Mm -hmm. away from my family, away from my friends and that's when I was like you know, if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna live in Oklahoma city, I need to find yeah. what's cool. And at the time there was, you know, there was a co- uh, Medina's coffee shop in the Paseo mm-hmm. uh, and they have open, open mic poetry night. And it was amazing. There were amazing poets, terrible poets who were somehow even more amazing than the amazing poets. Um, and, uh, you know, but you had, you had to look really hard to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, but just last year, A friend of mine that I worked with in Lubbock, I hadn't seen her since April 94. So we hadn't seen each other in 27 years. Um, She lives in Wichita Falls now. Uh, I uh, reconnected with her, invited her and her husband up to spend the weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, She hadn't changed. She's a grandma now. She's a year older than me, hottest grandma you you could find, Trish. I'll have to send this to Trish because she'll appreciate that. Um, But uh, so we we got together and uh, I gave him a tour of, of the city and you know they were staying at Aloft and, and Deep Deuce, so they pretty much drove through every single district. Yeah. Um, and it was so great because she said something like, you know she couldn't she couldn't afford to live here because there's just so much to do right. Yeah. And you know I, 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 just hearing somebody from you know you know from from outside of mm-hmm. town come to town and say that and it's true and it's amazing, you know? And, and so, yeah, that's, I, I used to ride my bike around Midtown, you know, and, and everything was all boarded up and, Mm -hmm. you know, Plaza court was the the sign was there, but there was nothing over there. And, um, you know, Brown's bakery I think was in the Grateful Bean were the only things that were like still operating at the time, you know, deep deuce was all just a bunch of just flattened buildings and, and concrete lots, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and and yeah, I, I will never take for granted what we have now right. because I remember when it wasn't here, you know? And the investment that people make, mm-hmm. you know, not only monetarily, but also just of themselves, yeah, yeah. you know? I mean, that's, you know, that's why I love, you know, no matter how much it infuriates me sometimes, that's how, how,
1: I, how much I love this place, you know? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's grown on me. I've said this many times on the podcast, it's, it's just a special place and you can't, it's hard to explain you've got to get people here first and when people get here they get it straight away yeah because like you said there's so much opportunity of things to do every week every night you know there's multiple things to do on the weekend you've kind of got to pick and choose you know which is nice to have that choice you know shows you want to go to places you want to go out for dinner i mean it's breweries you want to go to Mm -hmm. and what you know shows are at breweries now and it's uh it's awesome and you know it's great to see and and great to bring you know people here here and I'm sure we'll probably end up getting to that place where we're like, "Oh, we don't want people to come here because it's too many <laughs> tourists." Uh, you know, you know that kind of skews the opposite direction of what we've been basically doing for the last, you know, twenty, thirty years or whatever. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they're, they're mostly in Bricktown. You know, that's, so that's true. fine. Yeah, they you can know. stay there. That's <laughs> totally fine. They can they can take on uh, sit on that boat thing. Bricktown's brick I don't think great. any real local island has ever been on that boat. Um, <laughs> Well will say, oh, they're dodging all the lime scooters and bird scooters that are in the canal. Uh, but finishing up, tell me a little bit about, a kind of, I mean you probably can't talk too much about projects you have coming because they haven't been unveiled yet, but just kind of the state of the union of the business going towards, you know, into this year and and just kind of how, you know, things you're excited about, or, I mean, just anything you want to tell us about this coming up, this is your chance to plug whatever you want to (laughs) plug. Awesome.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, you know, again, anything, you know, coming out from Coop, you know, Mm -hmm. they're, they're our number one there. We, we love working with those guys. Um, you know, uh, it's they 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 keep us busy and and they've you know they've had so much growth that we're working with mm-hmm. a bunch of new people over there and they're all just really great and and really creative and really smart. Marianne, they're the new marketing director over there is just just sharp as a tack mm-hmm. and so it's been. Uh, that's the frustrating thing about. Working, you know, in a, a still ongoing pandemic. Honestly, right. you know, is you know that we don't, we haven't ha- had the chance to get as much FaceTime, mm-hmm. you know, actual literal FaceTime. We we'll get on Zooms and yeah. it's you know, you sit across the table and have a beer and just like right. let's talk about what we need to do. Yeah, yeah. that's that's I'm I'm, st- I'm still planning on on yeah. doing that with those with with those folks soon. Um, we we don't have anything signed yet, so you know. But we are getting close. Uh, it looks like we might be working with Skydance Brewing. Street. Jake over at Skydance yeah. has has become a good friend just over the last couple of months of getting mm-hmm. to know him, and and they're four blocks down from us. So right. there are I think I want to say there are four or five you know um, uh, breweries just in walking distance from our studio, which yeah. is an amazing thing. Um, you know, like I said, we're really we're going to be working with the uh, um, uh, Craft Brewers Association for their festival hoping to do more hope honestly really hoping to um get on the radar of a lot of the the craft brewers yeah. you know in in the state because again beer is fun it's a and huge industry now to, to do it and yeah. and it, it's so local you know and i think i you know i'd, I'd like to think that's a benefit you know for us right. of of being you know um uh, knowing the community, knowing the culture, you know, yeah. uh, being able to again sort of, you know, tell authentic, unique stories, mm-hmm. you know, um, whenever we have the the chance to, um, and I mean, I always kind of feel like every every brand, every, every business deserves great branding, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we have a certain, you know, financial threshold in terms of you know the you know who we work with, you yeah. know, and and what we can do. But, you know, when, when, a, when a client can invest in us, you know, we give it their all, right. you know? So, um, uh, so yeah, I um, we are the, I mentioned elder law firm, uh, uh, Richard & Associates, Richard Elder Law will be, um, we're very close to launching that mm-hmm. brand. And it looks really cool, like for a- For a, an for a elder For an elder law firm. <laughs> um, and, and Dennis Richard, I want to give him yeah. a shout out because, and he's another Mount guy, mm-hmm. um, uh, a few years younger, uh, older than me. So, um, so he's he's kind of the the Winklers had their yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. The Richards are are you know have kind of they they still got some you know going there. Um, uh, but when I uh, about a year ago, I guess we had our first Zoom, mm-hmm. and uh, he was rec- he was recommended to me. Uh, I was recommended to him, and had a really great conversation. And near the end of it, he said, and I I, I want to like. I'm going to tattoo this on my arm. I, w- I want to, you know, uh, stitch it on a pillow. Yeah. Um, he said, I don't negotiate with experts. <laughs> and you tell somebody that, and they're kind of like, what does that mean? Yeah. And so he goes, and at first I was like, oh, what does that mean? Uh, and he said, you're an expert at what you do. you become highly recommended. Your work speaks for itself. You're going to tell me how much this is going to cost, and that's what I'm going to pay. Yeah. And my heart stopped. Like, yeah. I was like,
1: Oh my God. Cause that's God. never happened yeah. to you before ever. <laughs> me, is it? it probably let, won't ever happen again. Oh yeah. Like yeah. let me hit
0: record. Please, please repeat that. Right. Um, but that just, just to, to meet somebody and especially work with somebody that had, that has that kind of attitude. Mm-hmm. And cause it, it has, you know, really just in terms of culturally sort of the, um, the death of expertise, you know, and, and yeah. how, uh, Graphic design and videography and photography has become so democratized yeah. because of our phones and you and know things. Yeah, <laughs> um, and and so uh, so it becomes that much harder. Yeah. You know, um, it's not that hard to stand out from that, but it still kind of can be a, right. a hard sale. You know, sometimes. Um, but to meet somebody who just you know has that kind of attitude mm-hmm. uh about you know understanding what their limits are and wanting to work with people who uh have spent you know a lifetime yeah. you know getting to where they are right. um you know so uh so that I, I'm honored by that and uh and I and again like I may never hear that again uh, but, yeah. you know, but that's just like right here, like that, you know, um, that's a, that's a, a hell of a legacy. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, that's where, you know, what, what's, what's next for us. It's always, every year is always different, every, you know, yeah. um, we're never quite sure at the beginning of it, you know, yeah. it always winds up being great. Um, yeah. But every You know, every day of the week of the month of the year, I am, you know, hitting the pavement and looking
1: for that next cool new thing. Happy days. It's a great way to put it, a great way to end. Uh, for people listening, how can they reach out? How can they follow you, your website, but also your Twitter account as well? Because that's just comedy. All
0: right. Well, uh, robot.house okay. is our website. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, our our social for Robot House is RobothouseOKC. Okay. Uh, my personal is Brian with an i Winkler with mm-hmm. the two e's and again there are, there are two Winkler's in the phone book me and my dad it's a very <laughs> St. Louis name there's uh, everybody yeah. else around
1: here is single e Winkler yes my college roommate Winkler. was a single e Winkler yeah. he went by Winkler cuz he was from Austria ah so ah. yeah so any and, and actually he just went by um He changed his name on Facebook to his name was Raymond. He changed his name to Facebook on Facebook to Raymond Austria, not Raymond Winkler, because no one knew him. He's like, it's just, I'm just the Austrian guy. It's fine. Yeah. So that was kind of fun. So so Brian Winkler on Twitter.
0: Yeah. It is occasionally not safe for work. I do let my politics, um, you know, influence uh, my content. Yeah. Um. But yeah, for the most part, I just I just like to. Share stuff that I love, mm-hmm. and occasionally uh try and be moderately witty yeah uh, so i'm not i'm not I play wordle, but i'm not posting my wordle scores every day you know so <laughs> I, I,
1: I, try, I try and I try and make the content a little bit more unique than that yeah awesome well, thanks so much for your time man it's been good to catch up yeah it's good to hear some awesome stories uh on the podcast and off the podcast sorry <laughs> guys um and I'll post the links for people listening in the description then go check that stuff out and definitely check out the cans that you've done for Coop and all the other awesome projects look out for some stuff hopefully coming with Jake and this I can't wait to see this law film the Elder Law film stuff that's going to come out because I mean, you've hyped it up now. Yeah, so, yeah. I think it, it should be awesome. Yeah. So, awesome. for people listening, I'll post all the links in the description and we will catch you next episode. Cheers. Thanks back. This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at oklahomahof.